Hey guys, welcome back. It's a very exciting day here on the Everything Dog Show because we have our first special guests. Uh, we have Charlie and Cece here from the Canine Engineer. And we're really, really excited because they have so much information on a topic that I really like, which is canine nutrition. So we'll get into it. A brief uh, overview of them is they also live in Toronto. They got to work and they have two very funny dogs and they had a very, very, very good story with one of their dogs. So they'll tell you about it. Uh, guys, you want to just quickly tell me about what you do and introduce yourselves to everyone? Great. Well, that was a pretty good introduction to that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm Charlie from uh, Canine Engineer. Awesome. I, I do all the training. Awesome. Good. And so and if you do the training, CC, you do all the nutrition? Yeah. Behind that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a canine nutritionist, but I'm a raw feeding specialist. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And where did you, like, did you study that on your own? Yeah. So it was just like an online certification from um, Dogs Naturally Magazine. Um, oh, no they way. have no way. like all of these courses on canine nutrition, not okay. just for raw feeding, but also just in general. Okay, good, yeah. good. Awesome. That is great. Um, what I really wanted to mention too is we meet a lot of Shibas, <laughs> which is, <laughs> is funny. And you guys, in my opinion, have the best Shiba I've ever seen. Uh, I'm not trying to knock on any other Shibas because I know half of them follow both of us on Instagram. So <laughs> I'm not trying to knock on any of them. But when it comes to Shiba Inus, they're a very funny breed. They scream if you talk to them. So, yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to let us know if there's anything you did differently or if your Shiba is just inherently like that? Um, I think it's like kind of a bit of both. Like okay. We did do some kind of like training with him and okay. he's kind of a more chill dog himself nice but honestly i feel like it's a lot of his personality okay just he's a chill dog in general and also along with the training because um i feel like a lot of people might not tr take training as seriously for smaller dogs but um yeah training combined with his personality i think that's what makes him such a chill good cool dude sorry i just remember what i was gonna say but yeah, it's like I guess a lot of sheeples have that kind of the small dog syndrome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they're really like posh, you know. I would dress them up. It's a pretty dog and yeah. all this stuff. So. Yeah, the pretty pretty dog problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. And if you wanna, you guys have a really interesting story with Storm because I remember when you left Shark here mm -hmm. uh, for boarding, I was like, "Where's Storm? Do they yeah. like Storm more? Like, let's go. Do they hate Shark and they want to leave Shark here as they go on a vacation?" Mm -hmm. So just a brief background. Um, Basically, Shark was boarding here. I didn't know anything that was going on. Yeah. And they took their, their other dog, Storm, to Vancouver. Yeah. So you guys want to just let us know about what happened there? Yeah. So um, she's now in Vancouver with my parents. We pretty awesome. much got her with the intention of giving her to my parents. Okay. But then she came with all of these, like, reactivity issues, just behavior problems in general. And then so we had to kind of push our timeline back and work through her problems before we... Like, parents. gave her to my parents. Okay. Um, Do your parents have any dog experience? No. So, they have zero dog experience. Wow. And what prompted this was, like, um, so growing up for me, like, me, my dad, and my little sister all wanted dogs. But my mom was kind of, like, the rational one that was, like, oh, we can't take care of a puppy, you know. Um, so, my dad's always loved black labs. And so, when we saw Storm, it was kind of, like, the awesome, the perfect opportunity because, like, um, I had such a good experience with Shark as my first dog um, that I was like, you know, if I can train this dog, if I can tell them what to do, it would, it would kind of just be a step-by-step -step guide on how to take care of dog, and then they would kind of get to enjoy the same joys that I get with a dog. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that's, that's a super sweet story. Like, I loved when I heard that. So 
Um, besides the dogs, was there, is there anything you recommend for, cause I would never, ever give one of my dogs to my family members. Is there any specific reason you guys did that? Or is it because like you trusted your family? It's just, yeah, like I trust my family. Um, I kind of gave them like, as I mentioned, a step-by-step guide on how to take care of the dog. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I want you to experience the same kind of happiness that I get with a dog. Nice okay. companion. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because if I gave my any dog to my mom, they would have gained 30 pounds in a week. So It was definitely hard. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't, like, super easy, though. It was, like, there was a point in time I was, like, I was like ah. Yeah, like, should like, we? I'm doing, we're doing all this training and stuff like, yeah. oh, for, for the end goal, right? But I'm, like, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a good thing you guys did. Uh, all right, so let's get right into the meat. <laughs> so when people start to actually look into raw food, uh, look into nutrition, or just kibble for that matter, um, it's something that's often overlooked. So people will do the exercise part of their dogs properly, and they may eat, they may even train their dogs, send them to a dog walk or whatever it is. But when it comes to actually feeding their dogs, I think people are overall confused. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm I'm still confused because I asked you guys for a lot of tips, especially when you made meal plans. Yeah. So where'd you guys like really come up with plans and stuff? And when when you guys made your business model, like what what was it supposed to be around? So um, I. Like, I especially focus in raw feeding. I can't really speak to, um, like, the nutrition in kibble or anything. Okay. But um, it's just around a healthier lifestyle for your dog, right? Like, okay. for me, if I'm looking so much at my own nutrition and I'm looking so much after my own well-being, I w- would expect the same for my dog. Okay. Um, and it's, like, me eating McDonald's every day versus me eating proper food. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that's... Well, what you were saying earlier is like I think where it stems <clears throat> from this kind of like um, where people are kind of neglecting this aspect of their dog's life. Yeah. It, if you like most people, like even for myself, right? Let's say I'm like doing all this training, <laughs> I'm working out, right? I'm going yeah. running and all this stuff. Then I'll go eat like Taco Bell or something. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So it's... like I think it stems from kind of humans not taking care of their nutrition, anyways. Exactly. So. Yeah, we're trying to kind of get that to the forefront. Perfect. Kind of help it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad. I like what you guys especially do because we can get into all like other raw food companies, and I don't want to just knock anybody, but there's specific things that I'm not into, yeah. and I know you guys, you guys did that really well. So for the average person out there that's looking to do raw food or food nutrition, dog nutrition, where's the first place they should look? Okay, so I have a list of uh, all of my go-to resources. Um, if you're just getting started in raw, the first thing I would say is take the raw feeding 101 course hosted by dog dad or Scott Marshall. Oh, nice. Um, it's super cheap and it's really informative for like the first time raw feeder. It doesn't get into the actual science science of it, but it kind of still educates you about raw feeding. Okay. Um, the next place I would go to is perfectlyrawsome.com. Um, it's another great website that. Um, kind of informs you, again, about raw feeding. They also have calculators um, for how much your dog needs, whether that be a puppy or two, like an adult dog. Awesome. Um, some other great resources. Wow. One of my favorite is GSD Stormy. She's got a um, Instagram. GSD Stormy. Awesome. Okay. okay. She is That's a, an Instagram handle, GSD Stormy? She also has a blog. Nice. So okay. website and Instagram. Okay. Um, she is, I believe, a 16-year-old, but she's got, like, four certifications from the same place I got my oh, uh, cert from. Um, and she's just so unapologetically real about the pet food industry. Um, and it's great. Like I just love reading her blogs in general. Okay. Um, and then another one is keep the tail wagon. 
Uh, I believe she's just a blogger, but it's still very, like, informative. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And what do you guys feed your dogs? Because every time they've boarded, you have, like, your nice little trays, and they, they look awesome. So, yeah, what do you guys feed? Um, so we always like to mix it up. It's just different meats in general. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't. So it's always different. It's always yeah. different just okay. to kind of keep variety. Just like humans. Just like humans. Yeah. Exactly. We can't eat pizza <laughs> yeah. every day. Yeah. Okay. Board, good. Right? Good. Um, and supplements also you guys swap around or is it similar supplements often? So when it comes to the topic of supplements, okay. uh, every dog is different. Okay. So when we talk about supplementing, we we don't supplement for the sake of saying that we supplement. We supplement to fill the actual gaps in your dog's diet, right? Got it. So personally, I won't do the same supplement every single day. It always depends on kind of what I observe from my dogs and then okay. what I think will benefit them either in the season or what they're experiencing last week. Okay, awesome. Stuff That's like that. Awesome. It's not like a one-a-day like one vitamin kind of thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, this is probably going to be like a lot to talk about too. So what's your personal opinion on raw versus kibble? Because everyone who's listening to this is just going to be like, we feed kibble. Um, is raw really better than kibble? Or is this just some like crazy nonsense that all the hipsters are making? up? <laughs> uh, that's probably what people are wondering when they yeah. listen to this stuff about raw. So do you guys have like a personal opinion and anything you have to say? And if you don't want to fully knock kibble, you don't have to. Um, so you can just go from there. Um, okay, so I want to start off with a quote that okay. I read on GSD Stormy's blog. Okay. So she says, what's so good about raw? Nothing. It's about what's not in raw. Okay. Got it. So then we want to take a look at kind of the kibble industry or the processed pet food industry. Um, so kibble contains like animal byproducts, synthetics, leftovers from the human food industry, and just filler carbohydrates in general. And pets who do eat kibble are in a constant state of dehydration because not only is there no moisture in kibble, but it also absorbs the body's moisture when it's consumed. Shoot. And um, <laughs> as with all processed foods, it loses nutritional value, right? Because so, of the cooking process? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So when you look at kind of the ingredients list on a bag of kibble, you'll notice it's very long, right? Because it's filled with synthetic uh, vitamins and minerals to make up for the lack of nutrition. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So okay. that's kind of my opinion. Charlie, do you have one too? Or? Uh, Probably similar. Yeah, it's similar. Or else you guys a lot of, <laughs> of big thing people kind of, I guess, like I've noticed a lot of people say, oh, I want to raw feed my dog, but um, it's too expensive. And raw feeding doesn't have to be that expensive. Like, exactly. you, like, like for us, I guess if you feed like us, like we're very fancy to like all these different things, but a good amount of raw feeding can be done on a pretty decent budget. Okay. And I, okay. Sorry, yeah. like mid-tier, like mid-tier kibbles yeah. are fairly expensive. Like they, they get up there. They're, yeah, the I mean, if you so go to much, Pet Value and you get the, what's the most heavily marketed? It would be a canna or foam yeah. or whatever it is. And they're, what, 100 bucks a bag? And the bag will last, if you have an average medium dog, probably like under a month, I'd say yeah. three weeks, yeah. three weeks, hundred bucks. I mean, you can spend an extra 50 bucks and mm -hmm. properly raw feed your dog. I don't know. I don't know the math that well. I just know when I was feeding Moxie, when I was in high school, I would go to the foodie world down the street, the Asian grocery store. And I would get, <laughs> if I saw chicken legs for 70 cents a pound, I'd buy them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy them all. Yeah. I don't know if that was the best choice, but it is what it is. I just didn't want to feed kibble. Yeah. And I just think uh, to add on to the expenses um, topic, like, in the long run, feeding raw because of 
um, like how much healthier it is, your dog will will get less health conditions or get sick. Yes. Um, so vet bills um, when you feed kibble will kind of outweigh the cost of just raw feeding. Exactly. From the get go. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay, and also when it comes to kibble brands, because we have stashes of kibble if necessary for our dogs. You know, if we can't get raw food, yeah. Do you guys have any brands you would recommend if you ever had to? especially because of everything that's going on? Yeah, I have one. Okay. <laughs> I have one brand that, and this is what Shark was eating before he got started on Raw. Okay. Um, and the the brand is called Karna 4. So C-A-R-N-A, letter 4, or number 4, sorry. <laughs> um, and what's so good about them is they're synthetic-free. So okay. their ingredients list is much lower or sorry, much smaller. There's no byproducts. There's no meals. There's no fillers. It's just oh, no real way. food. No way. Is yeah. it expensive? It is quite expensive. I think it's about like... It's like $45 for like one of those medium-sized bags. Bag. Oh, the little yeah. bags. Last, yeah. last my dog four days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> so, like, so that's, that's expensive. Like that, right? It's like raw wow. feeding isn't that much more expensive. And you yeah. said the only reason is because it's non-synthetic, like no crap in there? Yeah, no crap. Okay, and what is, uh, are there multiple proteins? There are. Okay. I think they have a fish protein, they have a duck protein, they have a chicken protein. Okay. And then they also make supplements. Um, I, f- I forget what they were. Yeah. They have a bunch of supplements. Okay, and if people want to find that, they have to order it online, or can they pick it up somewhere? They can pick it up in stores. So I know, like, PetSmart, Pet Value don't carry it, but I think okay. most pet boutiques do. Nice. So we get ours from Bone and Bread. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, they make those collars, the Toronto collars, right? Isn't, isn't that what they do? Oh, sorry. Is it? Bone and Biscuit. Oh, Bone and Biscuit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's yeah, my bad. Bone and Bread is a popular brand. Yeah. Uh, Okay, good. So what are some, every time I talk to people about raw food, especially because like Coralie and Cass, whenever we talk to clients and they always ask about feeding a dog, mm-hmm. we mention raw food, but we always see hesitation. Yeah. So when you guys were like talking to people about raw food, getting clientele, what were the major concerns? Um, like from clients? What yeah, were like, the major concerns? you know, they all have yeah. concerns, but usually it's a Oh myth. my God, yeah. yeah. And I've heard it all. So, <laughs> me too. Um, the biggest thing is one. my yeah. dog will get salmonella. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the biggest one. Yeah, so to debunk that, uh, a dog's stomach pH when on raw is very, very acidic okay. to a pH level of like one or two. Okay. So salmonella actually can't survive in that kind of environment, or it's so acidic that the dog provides... Um, enzymes to break down salmonella. Got it. Uh, without them getting ill from it. So that's one concern debunked. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> the second one is my dog will get aggressive from eating oh my raw God. meat. <laughs> I've heard that one so many times. I don't even know where it comes from. Since my from. dog has now tasted raw flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say sometimes. I know. <laughs> it's just so absurd to me. Okay. Um, and I think the only explanation that I can give is. Like, if your dog is showing signs of aggression, I guess, after yeah. eating raw, I think it's because raw is much higher value to them than yes. kibble. So maybe their resource guarding is coming out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's not caused by the food itself. It's, yeah. it's like people eating. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like... I always want to compare it to humans, you know? It's true. It's like if, you're, if you have a pile of nachos and your yeah. friend takes the nachos, not so bad. Yeah. But if you have a lobster and your friend takes the lobster, it's like, like, dude, go. <laughs> yeah. dude exactly. leave me the hell alone. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So I think there was another one I had to another concern. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, another one I hear all the time is 
it, it's regarding the salmonella, but yeah. it's not due to the dog. It's like, oh, my kid's going to get salmonella. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is also super, like, I don't want to say stupid, but it's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like handling meat yourself, right? Yeah. If you cook with meat. Clean your counter. Clean your counter. <laughs> That's if so you, true. I, I never you, knew what to say to that. I'm yeah. Like, huh. Okay. Like, if you prep <laughs> meat for your dog. Clean your counters and clean your hands. Wear gloves if you don't feel comfortable, you know? It's like the same cleaning procedure that you would follow if you were cooking for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Okay. So those are like common myths. I don't know if you guys have any other ones, but off the top of my head, that's what I have. Yeah, those are, those are the big ones that we always get. Oh, yeah. Or like my dog will die from bones, but bones. that's only from cooked bones. Yes. Oh, yeah. Raw so bones are fine. Just to clarify, like any cooked bone is bad. Yeah. Don't feed cooked bones because... Um, Moisture is not there, so it can splinter and oh, cause damage on the way down. Okay. Okay. And but, does that include, you know how at the pet stores they have those like, those marrow bones, but they're cooked? The smoked bones? You oh, guys have seen them? bones. Mm-hmm. Like they're the big smoked marrow bones. Does that include those? Are those dangerous too? So dehydrated bones are different. I believe the process is different where it's safe to consume. I okay. actually do feed dehydrated treats. Um, like the rabbit feet I gave you are dehydrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are fine, but... But they do splinter, though. So you still got okay. like, because they're dehydrated, they'll, they still have a chance of splintering. Mm-hmm. So okay. supervised. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything certain dogs should avoid? Because we had a dog here, um, Jax was his name. He's an older German Shepherd. And the owner had started experimenting with some different foods, and they gave him, was it pork? Uh, yeah, some, some, some kind of thing with pork jagged bones. Or something? Yeah, it's like it was pork rib. Beef rib, pork rib, something like that. Something sharp. <laughs> so the dog had eaten that, and he swallowed the whole thing, and he had to go right to the vet. Yeah. 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 So if you know your dog is kind of like a super chewer or like a... Swallows things? Well, sw- well exactly. Well, swallow <laughs> things without chewing them, then yeah. you really have to supervise. I okay. would suggest, like sometimes I will hand feed bones. Okay. Just because I don't want him to just chew it once and then swallow it down. Yeah, it's you know? dangerous. Shark it's has dangerous. done that like once and then puked it right back up and yeah. then i would you know hold and it i think and we've like, had the experience chew. with turkey necks mm-hmm. uh, i think that's something all dogs deal with <laughs> especially if they're heavily food motivated they'll swallow a turkey neck i don't know if you've yeah. seen that before yeah that's pretty scary yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah a dog swallowing a full turkey neck mm-hmm. uh good and i also want to talk about ratios because for a lot of people that's confusing they hear 80 10 10 everywhere mm-hmm. and i think most people don't do that and even if they don't do that, I think most, most of it is because they just don't know what that means. Yeah. Right? So do you guys want to just go over ratios? And if that is accurate, if you guys do anything different? So 80, 10, I would, I would more so say 80, 5, 5. So oh, wow. it's, oh, sorry, 80, 10, 5, 5. So okay. it's 80% muscle meat, 10% bone, 5% liver, and then 5% other secreting organs. Oh, wow. Um, Uh, yeah (laughs) so i would say that is pretty accurate but again like every dog is different and i think the best way to tell is from poop yeah exactly (laughs) um so i always observe sharks poop and like you know when it's white and crumbly you know there's too much bone in the diet when it's too dark you know there's too much organs in the diet um and i think just raw feeding in general is a learning process like one meal might work for your dog one week, but might not work for him the next week. So you just kind of have to observe and make yeah, really adjustments. Yeah. 
yeah, got as it. Needed. So pay attention to the poop. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's yeah, it's we'll be out with uh, friends and whatnot, and then you know, shark will take a poop, and yeah. then we'll grab it, and I'll be like. If she grabs it, I'm like, how's the poop? Like, <laughs> if I grab it, how's the poop? I'm like, oh, it's kind of firm. It's kind of blah, blah, blah. And everyone's just like, hey, you poop people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. so weird, but it's the best way to tell. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad. So I think that's important for a lot of people to know because they'll probably just feed their dog and then the dog will poop and they don't pay attention to it. Yeah. And there could be underlying problems mm-hmm. or the raw food's just not working. Yeah. So I'm really glad you guys brought that up. Uh, is there a specific reason you're doing the 80 80- 8555 as opposed to the 1010? Um, so, yeah, a lot more. I guess the nutrients from the liver should okay. be consistent every week or okay. like every meal, okay. depending on how you want to balance. So, I know a lot of people who don't follow the 801010 or 801055 for every meal and they balance over time, which is totally fine. Okay. But you also want to make sure that you're balancing how much liver you feed and how much other secreting organ you feed just because of the different nutrients in both got it okay perfect yeah. uh and i know i wanted to talk to you guys about prey model because occasionally we'll grab some like full prey quail so for everyone wondering prey model is basically just an animal with no processing that's been killed yeah right so do you guys ever do that <clears throat> yeah do you um, recommend it and is it worth people's time yeah so it's pretty awesome, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is. okay um it's very interesting. I know some people will get grossed out by it or but I don't know, as a raw feeder it's very it's very, very interesting to see them. Okay. Uh, do you do everything or have you just done like quail and stuff? Yeah, so I don't think it's necessary for every meal just because it's not as readily available as getting like processed, I guess, um, animal meat. Yeah, okay. like from the butcher or something, um, without the fur and the feathers. Um, But it is definitely something that's beneficial to add to your dog's diet because there's things that are in fur, in the feathers, that is not found in the other parts of the animal, right? Like fiber, like um, it's very rich in vitamins and minerals. Um, And it's also really mentally stimulating to the dog to kind of eat a whole prey, right? Because they have to work for their meal. Exactly. Um, so I do suggest trying it out. Where can but... people get that stuff? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough question. I have been getting my quails just from people I know. Oh, lucky. Um, <laughs> I haven't nice. been able to find anywhere online that I can order it from. Okay. Um, but I would just suggest reaching out to, you know, like people who hunt that you know, or like... <laughs> in the city, in the city of Toronto. I don't know, maybe like butchers. Okay. Or, yeah. Wasn't, well, we're, we were trying to get something like last month or two months ago, it was like uh, beaver or something. Yeah. Like, full, full yeah. So yeah, but oh, no it's, like, it's just so tough. It's like, beaver. Like, oh, we don't have it all, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Like, That's crazy. Um, okay, so you guys do that. Uh, we've tried quail, uh, whole prey. It's, it was cool. My dog rolls on it before he eats it. I don't know why. How long did it take him? Uh, he rolls on it for a bit, and then I, I go to pick it up, and he's like, wait, what are you doing? And he tries to eat it. <laughs> he's so stupid. I remember uh, um, the first time Shark had a whole quail. Yeah. It took him two hours to finish the whole afternoon. thing. Yeah. Oh my it was like his afternoon activity because he couldn't figure out what to do with it. That's so funny. Okay, so I think if everyone is going to do that, send me a video because I do want to see it. <laughs> um, okay, and when it comes to raw food, if people are going to do raw food, should they do plan first or should they 
find a raw food company that just specifically focuses on making dog food or should they go to the grocery store and do it themselves? Like, what do you recommend for people besides contacting you guys first? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, definitely if you're new to raw and you don't have that much knowledge about it, I would do like a pre-made raw because you know that it's balanced. You know that you know, you won't have any worries about lack of nutrition because when you're doing it by yourself, you can miss things, right? You can miss the bone or you can miss the organs and it's crucial for the dog. So what are your, do you guys have any standards for a pre-made raw? Like if you were to talk to five raw companies, what would turn you off about them? Uh, I don't know. For me, I guess like too much stuff in one kind of like, I kind of like there's some raw companies that do pre-made where it's kind of like, it's like duck and then a fish. But then okay. you'll see some, like, like inside one patty, right? Yeah. But then you'll see some other raw companies that is, like, duck, fish, uh, peas, and, like, all this other random oh, berries stuff. and all, they put everything yeah, in there. There's, like, no control, right? Okay. So at least when you, you kind of choose a raw company that is more uh, simpler kind of ingredients list. Simpler mix, okay. You can, you still have a little bit of that control as if you're um, planning your own stuff. Okay. So, you know, uh, my dog's not doing too well with chicken this week. Nice. Out, you know. Totally, yeah. yeah. And I think it's the same kind of mindset that um, you have when you're looking at kibble bags. Like, the shorter the ingredients list, the better, right? So some brands that I recommend is uh, Carnivora. Carnivora, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was getting that at a a pet boutique called Tailblazers. Um, And then another one is Natural Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. That one's pretty good, too. And then Big Country Raw is okay as well. Big Country Raw is mm-hmm. okay. good. Well, uh, if people are going to DIY, do you guys have any recommendations for them? Should they grocery store or should they do something else? Grocery store is a good start. Okay. Um, any grocery stores they should avoid? I don't think so. Okay. No, really. I just, I guess if you're going to do fish, have it frozen. Have for it sure. frozen. Yeah. Are fish bones dangerous? Uncooked? Mm, no. They're pretty soft. Yeah. Okay, I was always wondering that. And actually, fish is the best, or like the easiest whole prey to feed your dog. Okay. Because oh, no yeah, any fish well, recommendations? Prey, right? um, sardines, mackerel, anything that kind of lives in the shallower part of the water, or okay. like the higher parts of the water, just so there's no like mercury and oh, bad it. stuff in the fish. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So, and people can get those. So you said frozen sardines, mackerel. Uh, mackerel, I know my dogs love mackerel, like absolutely delicious for them. <laughs> they probably go crazy. Um, and if people have concerns about bones at all, is there anything you guys can say to reassure them? Because when people say, when people see fish bones, I think naturally they just get a little concerned because there's so many yeah. human stories about fish bones. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I sometimes prick myself when I prep fish for the dog. Oh, okay. But, um, honestly it's fine, but all bones, like supervise them when they eat them. Yep. Just so you know, like it could be a choking hazard, right? Yep. So always supervise and honestly grind the bones if you're not comfortable with feeding whole bones. Okay. Okay. How can people do that? Like a food processor? Yeah, like a food processor. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, are there certain types of people that just shouldn't even get into raw? Like if they're, is there a certain type of dog or, or just type of situation where you should not feed raw? And, or is that, does that ever matter? Um, personally, I don't think so, Okay. but I guess just if you can't afford to feed raw, if you don't want to go through all that effort of, um, learning about it and making sure that your dog gets all the proper nutrients from raw, then I would say stick away or like stay away from it. Okay. Um, but I still think everyone should be informed and 
transition towards but it. <laughs> even if you don't want to, like, if you don't want to keep up with all that information, there is still, like we said earlier, the pre-made option, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is kind of off topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's slightly on topic, but off topic. There are lots of vegans <laughs> that also make their <laughs> they make their dog vegan. Um, what do you guys have to say about that? Because that that's actually something, and I never thought I'd hear about it, but it's something I'm hearing more yeah. often. Oh, me too. Man, oh, my, are you? My, okay. My mom one time was like, she'll, she's she's a vegan, right? Okay. And then she was just like, you should feed your dog oh, vegan. I'm like, <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I have seen kibble brands that are uh, like vegan only. I've seen like some people pushing them on YouTube, you know? Like, I was like, yikes. Like, it's, it's your choice, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're going to do this, but. Have you guys like, ever met a vegan only dog? And was there like any significant issues? Because I actually haven't. Yeah, I've yet. I have not met a vegan-only dog okay. either. But I've heard people talking about feeding the dog vegan, and I think they did, but I've never actually met the dog, so I don't know what the effects look like. Well, like the problem is, is like, yeah, your dog's gonna survive, right? It, at the end of the day, it's still food. Your dog, your dog's not just gonna die from eating vegan, but like in the short term, right? Yeah. But you don't know the effects it's gonna have, you know, when your dog's like ten years old, exactly, fifteen, you know, like. And there's no research because it's yeah, cause it's pretty new. new. Like, yeah, and yeah. I just think. As animals, as some people will, ar- will argue carnivores, some people will argue omnivores. Either way, they're not vegan. Like, they still need meat in their diet. There's things in meat that a vegan diet cannot provide the dog, right? Exactly. So, I just... And you're, you're not feeding your dog protein shakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, and remember when you... So, when you guys were talking about the ratios... Does that include a supplement? Because there was no percentage of supplement when you guys were mentioning that. Right. So um, I guess this is more towards the fruits and veggies supplement um, part of the diet. Uh, This is a very controversial topic in raw feeding. (laughs) Some people are diehard dogs don't need fruits or veggies. And some people are diehard dogs definitely need fruits and veggies. And I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle leaning towards that they, they do need it but i don't feed it every meal yeah. you know okay. um so when you do want to incorporate that into the diet i would say don't make it more than five percent of okay. the 80 10 5 5 um and i guess in that ratio you can group the liver and the other organ together into a five maybe a seven okay and then I would say maybe 3% veggies. 3% veggies. Yeah. Uh, any veggies you guys recommend? Um, so kale is great. Okay. I always suggest berries because there's been so many studies done on like the stomach of wolves and they always, always find blueberries and berries other berries. So blueberries, blackberries, cranberries, great. Uh, spinach, kale, broccoli. Um, yeah, all great. Oh, awesome. Okay. But, and I would... Oh, but like when you are feeding these like, kind of fruits and veggies, you do want to like puree it for the dog. Exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. for sure. Because in their whole form, the dog can't break down um, the cell wall of the veggie or the fruit. So you want to puree it so that they oh, can wow. okay. absorb the nutrients from it. Okay. Is that, does that only go for berries or should they do that with everything? All fruits and veggies. All fruits and veggies. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's like the cell structure. Of yeah. Plants, oh, so that's so. why they poop them out immediately if they yeah. don't so if you don't puree it it will literally just go right through their system um they might absorb a little bit from it okay. but they will absorb a lot lot more if you puree it for oh, them oh wow i did not know that or even just steam them 
steam them okay yeah yeah that's awesome that's something like i would have never thought i would have probably just gave my i give the dogs here blueberries all the time <laughs> just full blueberries <laughs> and these guys watch and they're like yeah. what's wrong with this guy so <laughs> um so should people add um sorry I, I think i already went through this supplements we already talked about so you guys mentioned some veggies but is there any like supplements people can buy mm-hmm. like at the store like a powdered supplement yeah so supplements come in two forms whole food form and synthetic form okay. um i personally don't feed any synthetic uh supplements okay but um some of the ones that i do feed my personal dogs number one is phytoplankton um, nice. It's a okay. great source of omega-3, so I usually feed that when I can't feed fish. Um, awesome. Just because you want to balance the omega-6 to 3 ratio in the dog's body, because omega-6 causes inflammation, and omega-3 decreases inflammation. Got it. Um, so, yeah, you always want to make sure that they're getting enough omega-3, and I would say phytoplankton is the best source other than whole fish. Okay, and um, can people find that at in stores, like pet stores? Yeah, I okay. actually order mine off of Amazon, but I know um, pet stores carry Adore Beast Apothecary, and they have a phytoplankton supplement. Okay, so I guess for everyone listening, Amazon's a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Phytoplankton on Amazon, I think I might even order some today. Do you guys also recommend Green Tripe? Green Tripe is great. Okay, very, very nutritious. Um, there's also raw goat milk is a great... Um, supplement it's great for upset tummies and it's great to give your dog if you ever fast your dog it's a great thing to give your dog on their fast day oh wow yeah along with bone broth as well okay and you guys fast your dog once a week was it Mm -hmm. once a week yeah okay i think you recommended that to me and then it's been great for my guys yeah so it builds their food drive a little which i love yeah Yeah. Yeah. and just in case they're looking a little overweight it just helps them that one day yeah and it um the like the best benefit from fasting is that it gives their gut a break and 80% of the dog's immune system is based on their gut health. So if their gut health is not very good, then their immune system is not very good. And then they'll be more prone to get sick. So when you fast them, you kind of give their gut a break and it kind of just detoxes them. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Um, So I remember when, when you guys were the most help to me was when, when Moxie got sick, uh, you especially recommended like a golden paste and all that stuff. Golden and you even great. made the meals for her. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have any tips for senior dogs or dogs with illnesses or a specific diet change you would make? Because that was super helpful to me because I needed all the help I could get. Mm-hmm. So especially the the golden paste helped. Mm-hmm. Um, so for senior dogs, I would say grind bones if their teeth are weak. Okay. Um, just grind their whole meal in general and make it kind of like a wet food type thing where they can mm-hmm. just lick and slurp up. Um, instead of having to chew. Um, Also, if you're just transitioning an older dog, I would say take your time. Some dogs are can be very set in their ways eating-wise. Yes. Um, (laughs) Because kibbles, too. Like um, earlier, we were talking about how the acidity level of a dog is like when they're raw feeding, it's really high, it's really strong. But with kibble, sometimes their their gut is compromised with that that acidity. So I would say, like, yeah, we would say take you know, a little bit longer time, like the, during the transition, mm-hmm. just to give the dog some more time because he's older and his gut health, he's probably been eating, you know, kibble for all his life. Exactly. And, yeah. Crap food his whole life. So yeah. the transition, yeah. So slower on the transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I would say for sick dogs, there's this kind of idea in homeopathy um, that like cures like. So yes. if your dog has kidney failure, you feed kidney. If they have pancreatitis, then you feed pancreas. Um, wow. But 
the best adv advice I can give for sick dogs is to go see like a holistic vet or just a professional in general and figure out what their problem is and yep. do your research based on that. Okay, good, good. Because yeah. um, I think, so when Moxie was sick, I especially tried to check out every possible avenue I could and I got all the pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. So I just, I guess the best advice is try everything you possibly can yeah. uh, within reason. Mm -hmm. So not heavy on the medication and not heavy on the other stuff and just try to find a good balance. Yeah. And that's what worked for me and you guys were a lot of help. So thank you so much for oh, that. Wow. Uh, I'm just going to try to find the next question. Sorry, my phone is being so annoying. <laughs> so, okay, so questions questions about our personal dogs. So I know Cass had a couple questions because she has one dog that's very funny. She'll eat and then she'll be like, oh, I'm looking a little. She'll look in the mirror and she's going to be like, oh, I'm a little heavy today. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I'll just have Cass over to ask. Uh, my personal dogs, I do have a couple quick questions on. So I'll ask that too, but I'm very interested to see what Cass has to sure. ask. Sure. <laughs> How's it going? Good, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good. So I have two dogs, like we were talking about before. Um, one of them, she is about four years old. She's a relatively picky dog. Um, she's a street dog, so she's used to just eating whatever she wants and then discarding whatever she doesn't want. Um, so what kind of tips do you have for dogs that are a little bit pickier, especially when you want to add certain important supplements and all kinds of stuff into their meals? So She'll eat, for example, pure turkey. She loves that. But as soon as I want to add some of her like flea and tick powder that yeah. she eats, she's not interested anymore. So what would you suggest? Mm, okay. So when it comes to supplements yeah. in, the, in the food that they're not used to, I would mm -hmm. say start them like low on it and then hide it really well. <laughs> yeah. Or even, you know, take a piece of the raw food put the supplement in and then give it as like a treat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like hand feed it so that they take it better. Gotcha. But if they're just avoiding meals in general, um, stick with your feeding schedule. If they don't eat, then it's tough love, right? They don't eat until the next meal. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't eat again, they don't eat again. Because dogs in the wild, they can fast for up to like two, three days with no problem. So you don't have to kind of Worry be concerned about like, you know, he's going to starve to death. Mm -hmm. um, because when they need to eat, their instinct will kick in and they'll be like, fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like, crap, I'm hungry. Um, yeah. And they'll eat. Okay. So, yeah, tough love. Perfect. Yeah. Or even with, like, like, powdered supplements, if you're feeding, like, goat milk, if you're supplementing mm -hmm. with goat milk, anyways, most dogs will go for it. And, uh, mm -hmm. Goat milk, like, no problem. Yeah. So, I just, like, just mix, mix it in it there. In really yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, dogs love goat milk. Dogs love bone broth. Green tripe is stinky. Add anything that's enticing to them. So anything okay. stinky. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think for her, it's probably just going to be the starvation method. <laughs> anything that's delicious to a normal dog, she's like, that's gross. I don't want that. Oh. So yeah. good tips, good tips. Um, another thing with her is that she has a metal plate in her leg. So she's got a lot of issues with like arthritis and soreness and stuff like that in general. Mm -hmm. How do I make sure that she's getting, obviously she has different requirements in that case yeah. than my nine, nine month old puppy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, how would you suggest that I make sure that she has what she needs that would be different than what he needs? So yeah, very different. Um, you want to feed for your four-year-old, you want to feed a lot of the, um, things that promote joint health. Mm -hmm. um, and then for your puppy, obviously, you want more calcium to promote growth. So I would just look into, um, for your four-year-old, I would look into supplements that kind of will 
help her condition. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I can suggest is bone broth. It's great because it sucks all of the gelatin from the kind of the joints in the bones. And then that becomes something that will nourish your dog's bones. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That's about it for my <laughs> questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk a little about what Ashton did with, with the quail? And, like, did he take as long? Uh, he took probably oh, yeah, 40 break. minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. He had no clue what it was. He thought it was a toy, and then he saw me feed Wolfie. So Ashton eats in his crate. Wolfie's like like Anesh was saying. She's basically a cat and yeah. just sleeps all day, and we'll just eat her food and whatever. Um, so I fed her her regular food, and I gave him a quail. And he was, I think he was a little pissed off because he was looking at her, and he's like, why is she eating that? And there's this freaking dead bird in my crate. What the heck is going on here? Right? So he was like whining. He's looking at her. Um, and then I think it eventually he, he threw it around it. a few times, and he's like, Oh, this thing just crunched. Maybe I should. Do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's. I think with shark, we even like so try to play tug with it for a little bit. Oh, too. that's pretty. Just cool. like... We had to like cut it open a little more just so he okay. can smell the blood and know that it was food. But oh, I well, yeah. Ashton's a beagle, so I just assumed he was just gonna swallow it whole. But he was like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell this thing is. This yeah, because <laughs> they've never had it, right? They see yeah. it flying around, and they're like, Why are you I here in my crate? <laughs> well, we gave him a full like goat head one day. Um, which oh, obviously awesome. took him a few days to mm-hmm. eat, but he just tore into that like crazy. Yeah, so that's had to great. keep him on a tie back because he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like crazy. <ass. laughs> All right. Great. Uh, I, think I, so I have a few. Great. So when you guys were talking to me last year, I had a concern with my dogs having diarrhea with every raw food they had. My two younger ones, uh, Scooter especially, had diarrhea all the time, and you guys like fixed that immediately. Mm. So do you guys deal with that often? And do you have any tips for that? Uh, honestly, I don't <laughs> deal with it very often just because, um, there's just so much that can yeah. be part yeah. of it. Right? And yeah. I, I like, I personally make my dog's food, right? So I know what's in it. Um, but I guess the most common ones are allergies. Like if they're, um, sensitive to a certain type of protein, um, like shark was getting diarrhea the past couple of days yeah. and we think that it's because of the heat, the heat lately. Like it could be so many um, different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because now his poops are back to normal and I haven't changed his meals or anything. I just fasted him, um, after the diarrhea and then now he's great. Um, oh. so I guess fasting is a that's good. That's so smart. Yeah. So, I did not think of doing that. Yeah. Fasting for diarrhea. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's such a good tip. Yeah. Again, like it. Just give him some time to like. Yeah. It promotes detox in the body. Right. And it okay. gives the gut a break. Um, and then you want to just restart feeding them normal if they have diarrhea again. And if it's for a long time, then you just want to look into what you're feeding them. Okay. And yeah. I, when you guys gave me the food, you recommended no chicken. I think that was your recommendation. Chicken yeah. Chicken is probably like, I find like that's the most, like most dogs, like a lot of dogs have some sort of reaction to it. Yeah. Like storm, storm, storm cannot chicken. eat chicken. Okay, what Anything. happens to her? Diarrhea. Oh my like goodness. Like explosive okay. diarrhea. <laughs> if you feed her beef, she's fine? Yeah. Explosive. Beef, turkey. <laughs> turkey she was cool with. Okay. Yeah, turkey she was fine with, but chicken she cannot, eggs, even like yeah. just like chicken eggs she cannot deal with. Oh my goodness, um, wow. So it could be sensitivity to a certain type of protein. Yeah, because when we switched that out, you gave me a mix mm-hmm. of, there was pork, turkey, and fish. Uh, they especially did well on fish. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think back then it was the chicken problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if people are getting into raw, should they avoid chicken or should they start with chicken mm. or should they try? So chicken is the easiest thing to transition your dog to raw with because it. it's such a easy and light on the stomach okay. protein. Um, but I wouldn't suggest staying on chicken. 
Okay. Um, so once you transition your dog, you know, maybe like a little bit of chicken here and there, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a permanent long-term thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a cheap okay. filler to kind of. Yeah. And for all the people who struggle with chicken, because I think we deal with that all the time, Mm -hmm. like clients will come in here, my dog, we did raw, we did chicken, didn't work. And before even trying another meat, they kind of just write off raw. Mm. You guys get that too? That happens. Yeah, it definitely does happen. Um, So what what should they do? What other meat should they try before just writing off raw food? Because that happens. Um, Rabbit is a very easy on the stomach. Um, Most dogs won't have a problem with protein rabbit is good um pork is good beef sometimes will cause diarrhea if it's their first time eating it just because it's um heavier in like vitamins and minerals and stuff awesome so i think it just comes down to being patient with your dog and testing different proteins to see which ones they do better on and which ones they don't do well on okay yeah. It's kind of like training, right? You don't want to write something off too quick, you know? Yeah. Like you, you bring a ball home, like, oh, the dog hates the ball. And I've never played the ball again. But yeah, that's So again, next week, he loves it, right? Yeah, because yeah, this time, like, now they're better with chicken, but they had to go on your diet for a long, long time with mm-hmm. fish and everything. And that was months, like a couple months we did. Yeah. And now they're okay with chicken, mm-hmm. but I'm still careful. I'm mm-hmm. still very, very careful. Yeah, I was feeding Shark <clears throat> a bit of chicken the past two weeks, and then I noticed that he's scratching a lot more and he's a lot more itchy so that kind of alerts me that you know omega-6 is too high omega-3 is too low (laughs) and I kind of need to balance that out just because the omega-6 to 3 ratio in chicken is I think it's something like 33 to 1 which is crazy that's crazy okay you want your dog's diet ratio to be 4 to 1 okay yeah 4 to 1 sixes to 4 6 to 1 3 Got it. Okay. Yeah. 33 to 1. So, so that's 33 like to 1 is... Heavy inflammation. Yeah. Okay. So I would limit chicken and I would bring up your omega-3. Got it. Got it. Uh, I'm also going to ask an, a nutrition unrelated question. Do you have any tips for the Shiba owners out there? Because <laughs> people out there struggle with Shibas. We have one in here that with the slightest bit of leash pressure, scream. He's a sweet boy, but definitely a princess. Like he is very sweet in the crate and quiet, but mm. when it comes to being asked what to do, he's not a fan. Uh, I don't know if you guys had those struggles, but do you have uh, any tips for Shiba owners? Uh, if it's something like that, kind of just like take your time, I guess. Like, take like, your time. like just don't like kind of back off the dog too much, okay. but you know, keep like just the consistency of it, right? Like don't, don't just like, do people yeah. compliment your Shiba all the time? All the time. With other, if they have yeah. Shibas? Every, I feel like every single person who's in an elevator with us, like in our condo, will be like, wow, like he's so well behaved, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> like, he's really not, he's just sitting there and not doing anything. You know? like, yeah. Um, but I think, but just, it, sorry, it is their temperament though. Like, it is. Like with their, most Japanese dogs, Japanese spitz dogs, <laughs> it's like, they don't really want to listen. They, much, yeah, they right? don't. You kind of have to, Play, they're very play like i'm gonna walk to the beat of my own drum yeah, kind exactly. of dog and wow how dare you put a leash on me yeah That's and how i they think are. you just need to kind of build your own relationship with the dog and not baby them too much yeah, yeah. fine line do you guys have you met any other shibas do you have any other instagram handles um of guys or shibas you actually like oh what uh we love uh this instagram account called doge crew oh yeah i know them yeah they've got <laughs> they have kobe too. Yeah, yeah kobe the shiba earl the pug and then evie and they put the a rescue. lot of work into their dogs they do yeah, yeah. Great. she yeah. actually just recently started using the e-collar uh just oh, no because 
um, like Kobe's recall was kind of um, iffy a little for a <laughs> period of time, a and pug. then she or the oh she that's got, the Shiba yeah the Earl is because the they were um, listening fine before and they okay. were great off leash, but then recently I think he fell off, and then she had told me that she started using the e collar, which was great to hear. That's very good. Um, yeah, they always love it when kind of people start doing their research and then you know go with the right tools and exactly. helping their dog do more fun stuff right especially with a difficult breed yeah i personally think they're a difficult breed when when shark first stayed over i was like great here we go (laughs) (laughs) we got a shiva over and i had two other shivas at the time one just left so i I, they were all three of them were together for one day yeah and pepper the other shiva and uh and shark they were just great like they're two of the best shivas i've met so you guys did a good job and i think i think overall temperament of shark is better than most shivas like way less dramatic yeah oh way less yeah i don't think i've ever heard him scream before well he's actually willing to get to work though yeah which is good what it's actually did. weird because when he was a puppy, he was not food motivated. Yeah, he was, was just like barely toy motivated. Um, wow. Yeah, so all of this is, I feel like, trained into him now. Okay. <laughs> Nature versus nurture kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. Good. Good. So, I mean, overall recap, like if people are going to do raw food, you guys have given them everything, they, all the tools they've needed. Uh, pre-made raw, easier to do than DIY. And no one really has time for DIY, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, and just when it comes to supplements and ratios, as long as they follow all that, they should be okay. Yeah. But worst case scenario, if you guys are confused, you can just find at Canine Engineer. That's yep. what it is, right? Find them, message them, and you guys, do you guys do plans for people? Yeah, I can do plans, yeah. Plans, okay. So that'd be great. I think a lot of people do need your help because a lot of people will go to a raw food store and they'll get the ground chicken carcass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll literally get, it's like 90% bone, 10% meat. And then they feed it to their dog. They they poop flour, and then yeah, they, they and don't then they're ever like, I don't know what's bad. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's much better if they contact someone who actually knows what's going on, and then they can go on an, a reasonable path into raw, yeah, sure. totally, as opposed yeah. to just getting chicken carcass because everyone just gets the cheapest stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for everyone listening, it's at Canine Engineer, and yeah. your website is www.thecanineengineer.com. Perfect. Nine. Oh yeah, letter K number nine, just like us, just like us. Great. So do you guys have any questions for me before we wrap up? No, No, I don't think so. Awesome. Good. So it was awesome having you guys. Um, Welcome here again. We're really glad we had you guys here. And thanks so much for the tips. Uh, And if once again, if everyone wants to find them, it's canine engineer at canine engineer on Instagram. They're very funny too. (laughs) They're very funny on their stories. Try to keep entertaining. (laughs) Great. So take care, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks Thanks for having us, man.